0: Welcome to the Political R&D Podcast. After you finish listening, we would really appreciate it if you gave us a rating on iTunes and Google Play to help other listeners find our show. We are taking Political R&D to the next level. Our programming will now include more frequent podcasts, including interviews that challenge and inform. We're also bringing new writers to cover the politics in everything. Please consider becoming a patron. Your support will help us improve, increase, and pay for the content you enjoy. You can find us on Patreon at politicalrnd or link through our website at politicalrnd.ca. Now, let's get political. Welcome back to political r and d i'm deirdre mitchell mclean
1: and I'm mark taylor
0: and Today we are talking about the Waldro Independence Party of alberta Whippa it's good
1: <laughs> and we're we're apologizing to Devo. <laughs> they probably don't need it, but we're apologizing to them anyway,
0: <laughs> and I refuse to say it any other way. so the questions that we're looking at today are whether or not it is possible that Another party may be formed in the current setup of what the legislature looks like right now. Um, we had that conversation with Max Fawcett not that long ago, and we were really talking about having a landing space for MLAs that maybe are unhappy with how the government might be directing them. And that's what really happened when the Wild Rose Independence Party was formed is that there is now a landing place for some MLAs.
1: Yeah. um, And when we talked with Max, it was more, you know, was there room on the center? Like we have, you know, this polarized left versus right um, in Alberta. And so, you know, was it the Alberta party or somebody other entity or whatever that could form this new entity. And then, you know, of course we were talking about how many had to cross from each side and, but we're in a different situation now. This isn't, can we peel from the, you know, from the center and form it's, this is, will some move from the party to a little more, right. Which, you know, even we talked about in that podcast is like, is there further right? Could we be more? (laughs) Uh, But I think, I think really what's happened with this, um, pandemic is that it's forced the ucp to be less ideological and and there are purists out there as we talk about constantly about purity tests um there there are purists out there who are like damn the torpedoes full bore ahead," and they don't they won't care that we're in a pandemic some of these things should still happen and first and foremost is the fiscal austerity and I mean, this is really what spurred the first Wild Rose party. Mm -hmm. Was there were people who didn't feel the old PCs were fiscally responsible.
0: And rightly so. It's (laughs) not like that came out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) With the UCP, what seems to have happened is that they have been somewhat forced to spend more money than they planned, or maybe they did plan, but I mean they have They have cut spending, but definitely not enough. Not enough for, as you said, the purists. And with the Wild Rose Independence Party, what has happened is there seems to be almost a resurgence of, you know, a possibility of them finding a home again if they're not happy with, well, what seems like uh, the good old boys are back in town. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean...
1: uh... I I mean, I'd be hard-pressed, to, like, as an outsider, not sitting at that cabinet table or even sitting at that caucus table, I'd be hard-pressed to sit there and say that uh, the UCP is a willy-nilly spending um, Mm. party. What I'm seeing is it's things like, okay, we just put a billion and a half into a pipeline. The fiscals would probably still be okay, but maybe not. Mm. Uh, But we are looking at a $20 billion um, deficit this year because of lack of uh, resources but there's a lot of appointments that have been going on and that's that was the other part that was the underlying thing that seemed to bug a lot of wild rosers was the um, the patronage appointments Yes, the scratch my back I'll scratch yours type thing and there's it's becoming documented quite frequently especially after you have fired everybody from all these different boards And now we're slowly starting to get them reappointed and it's, you just see paycheck after after paycheck after paycheck, donor, 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 (laughs) donor, donor. donor. It's like, it's, it's turning right back into that sink of corruption. And that's another thing that, you know, they'll never campaign on it, but it was definitely the, the, it's, it's the swamp. It's, it's the swamp that Donald Trump swore he drained and did horrible at it. But, (laughs) It's the, same, it's the same mentality up here. Not to say that there aren't other factors, but people, people didn't trust. And so the populace don't want to see that swamp get bigger. And Absolutely. so I think they looked at the UCP as there was an opportunity to clean out the socialist horde that had taken over Edmonton to get our jobs back, but there, there seemed to be this aura that they were going to be different than the PCs. This was going to be the, oh, yeah. uh, the purest <laughs> of the, uh, the conservative movement. We're going to take back Alberta. And what they're finding is it's like, oh no, actually they, they got the more corrupt ones.
0: Right. <laughs> they kept all, they kept all the ones that were you know, really, really shouldn't be there. Yeah.
1: Um, so, I mean, there's probably a number and I mean, this is where we're going to get into super speculative. There's, there's like nothing out there other than maybe one news article, <laughs> and even then it's, it's still connecting a bunch of dots that we have to color in. Right. Um, th- th- this is a very speculative podcast for us, probably more so than most of our, most of what we're just railing and ranting, but this one's speculating.
0: <laughs> that was the other question is, why would an MLA who is currently sitting in the United Conservative Party caucus not want to stay there? You know, politics has also changed since, They united the right, so to speak. What changed is that Jason Kenney helped build, really, the separatist movement in the province with all of his anti-Trudeau. When Trudeau was re-elected, it went nuts. They weren't expecting that. They were hoping that that would remain safe within, within the UCP ranks, but it's not. And, you know, fantastic job by the Freedom Conservative Party and Wexit to get themselves together.
1: Yeah, I, I still think that's a bit of a, a red herring. I don't think it's an issue. Um,
0: Separatism? I think, well,
1: <laughs> well, I mean, even listening to... Uh, like Derek Fildebrandt talk about it. I mean, you know, here's the former leader of the Freedom Conservatives who did some flirting with the, the separatists as well. And it's like, even with the one interview I partially listened to, it, there there's this nuancing of separatism. Like, are we we going to be a completely different country, or are we just going to take back controls of things? And like this was part of the fair trade or the fair deal panel was, mm-hmm. you know, do we take back? Um, do we take back our pension plans? Um, Ted Morton suggested maybe we should charge the GST, but then we keep it all. Like <laughs> it it was how like can a we PST
0: be... except yeah. not P. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it's like all these all these things of how can we be sovereignists and separatists, much like Quebec, without actually leaving the country. So I think I think that's would be probably a more indicative model that they, mm-hmm. they want to be the Quebec of the West rather than um, the fifty-first state. <laughs> Even though you never they would never admit that in a million years.
0: Yeah, I just, I just, I just imagined a bunch of heads exploding there. Uh, <laughs> it was it was it was a good visual. Um, I'm gonna have to trademark that Quebec of the West before right? somebody else does. Um, <laughs> uh, but Noah like I fully agree. It's they've they've actually done a good job because they rail on quebec so much for living off alberta however you want to put it um but in a sense it was it was out of this it seemed to be this extreme jealousy over how quebec was able to put so much more uh power provincially and why don't we do the same thing
1: well i mean and that goes back to history and the way you know the canadian framework was set up was that Quebec had a considerable considerable amount of power just by the sheer size, geographic and population that's waned over the years. Mm. And so there's still some leaning to Quebec, but you know, the West is more in than they think. So uh, like the last time they handed out seeds, it was, it was Alberta, Ontario, and BC that got seeds not Quebec, and Quebec was grumpy about it, but it was like, we can't give you more seats because you don't have a population to support it.
0: Right.
1: But we can't take, because the, the way the rules are set up, we can't take seats back, mm. which would drive them absolutely nuts. But it's the same reason that like, PEI has got four seats, right. and the entire population of PEI is the equivalent of one Alberta seat, <laughs> federally. So <laughs> like, there's like 130,000 people in um, in PEI and like some of the rural ridings in Alberta have close to 130,000 people. So like if it, it, there will never get to a point that every seat is equally represented. So I mean Alberta is still going to be on the short side of that stick unless we get up to about 600 um, MPs, which then you'll no have one one conservatives that. <laughs> complaining that we've got way too many seats. But yeah. But anyway, that's that's whatever here or there. Um, you know, the 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 why I wanted to dive into is why would somebody who's elected collecting a paycheck for at least three more years, Mm -hmm. sitting in a relatively safe spot, decide to give all that up?
0: Oh, it comes down to it comes down to principles. It comes down to that, that purity of ideology that either you fully agree with what the government is doing, and there, there are absolutely people, we see it in the US right now, with Republicans going, I don't really support Trump, but I still want to be reelected. And so there's, there's certainly people that will, that will talk about that and look at it from that perspective. They're not going to leave the UCP caucus because they feel that that's their best chance of getting reelected. That is a different type of representative. Yep. (laughs) And that was something that the Rose really, they really leaned back on those laurels. This is what we stand for. And, you know, we will fight for that.
1: Oh, make no mistake. The, 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 the ones that were run for the Wild Rose, they were fully believing that they were going to get a, a long-term paycheck. I oh, mean, that too. I, I knew some of them, you know, from my <laughs> Wild Rose days. They were, they were totally looking at the, the, uh, <clears throat> the easy money, for mm-hmm. lack of better terms. Because it means, you know, it's not like, you know, our MLAs have a, a pension package or anything like that anymore. But the salary still isn't bad.
0: Yeah, it's still it, the best in Canada.
1: Yeah, you you get you get some extra housing paid for while you're up in Edmonton you can use that as a down payment towards a new property that's uh, right. stuff like there's a few different things or you could rent it out on your Airbnb just as long as you don't get caught <laughs> um but it's those are the the perks but i mean um so i mean for somebody to give up the chance of re-election mm-hmm. and not just have 4 years but 8 years obviously there's a thread of people that that will pass through that. Like my principles aren't in alignment, but I don't care. I got a paycheck. Right. There's also going to be a chunk of people who it's like, this is kind of bordering on, I disagree with, but not strenuous enough for me to light everything on fire. Right. And, and you have that every party, provincial and federal will always have people who kind of skirt on the outside because leader of the day, issue of the day. I may agree with that. I don't, you know, a prime example, Michael Chong from the federal conservatives Mm -hmm. believes in climate change, campaigned on climate change, (laughs) not, but he's not, he's not running to the liberals because it's like there are other things that he believes as a conservative. It's just, this is, this isn't a hill he's going to die on. Right. It's like, he believes in climate change. He believes it's something the Conservatives should pursue. It kind of got proven he was right in 2019. But, mm. but you're always going to have that. But really, where I see, um, I see a big difference, um, it, what really would push somebody over is lack of impact. Lack even of impact. Even if you're sitting in the government caucus, at some point you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs right. going, I, I can't influence from within mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people that say, you know, do you, do, you, do you rally from the outside and try and change things from the outside or do you try and change things from within? And so how many, how many of these MLAs maybe weren't a Jason Kenny fan or maybe aren't a, a SOCON themselves or don't agree with some of the issues, but they're like, okay, well, at least I can change the party from within. Right. Maybe I can get those things for my constituency as long as I'm sitting at the table and but now they're not right a year in it's like, you know, and, and he's coming up anyway. So I'm as well approach it now, Drew Barnes, <laughs> Drew, Drew got elected in 2012. Drew is actually one of the longest serving MLAs in, in this legislature on both sides. So here's a guy who's been there now eight years never got a cabinet appointment when going in. You would think more of the senior guys would do that. I mean, he was, I believe he was shadow finance minister at one point. Um, he, he didn't get a cabinet role. Right. He didn't even get like a principal, like a, a secretary type role. And, and now you're hearing like his, his helicopters aren't even getting funding. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm on the inside. I can't get. Getting... I can't. I can't represent my riding. And he's making enough money from his uh, his rentals. He doesn't necessarily need the salary. So yeah,
0: throw that in there. why
1: is he there? Oh yeah, you know, got. You got to take that dig. In. You can't miss. That's that's like how could I miss on the open net? <laughs> there you Peter go. McKay. Um, <laughs> you can't talk to Barnes without talking about his rental properties that he may or may not have in uh, uh, blind trust.
0: Yes. Yes
1: as he may or may not be signing the eviction notices, but we digress. Um, the, the whole thing is, is that if I'm Drew Barnes, I'm sitting there going, why am I not at the cabinet table? Right. Why, why is my riding getting crapped on? Mm-hmm. So especially, especially when you look across the border and your former constituency assistant, who's now sitting MLA, is on the inside track because she's the one who's doing things like the prayer breakfast, provincial Mm -hmm. prayer breakfast. She was one of the hosts. So your, your, your neighbor is getting these things, but you aren't.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and Drew, of course it, I think it was actually Robbie Krieger Smith who brought that to my attention was when he said that he figured Drew would be the first one.
1: Yeah. And I wouldn't doubt it. No. At this point, and because he's clicking all those boxes, it's like yeah. um, I'm I'm not getting stuff from my writing, I'm not having the impact that I was hoping to have. I'm not in a leadership role, and um, it's you know do do I care if I get reelected? Probably not at this point.
0: No, I mean, and that's the thing too is that there are definitely some people who you know like to get reelected because they actually do like to have some influence on, you know, for their communities. That's a thing. (laughs) And if you're not getting that, then I can completely understand why you might be put into that position. I mean, this kind of ties in as well with, with what we were talking about with the the potential cabinet shuffle, when we kind of went through and looked at all of the cabinet members and who would, uh, When we looked at all the cabinet members and who would actually stay, who should go. But the thing is, there's what 64, 60, 63, 63 MLAs. Yep.
1: UCP MLAs.
0: UCP MLAs. Uh, Twenty-six of those people are in cabinet. Twenty-six cabinet members? <laughs> or, this, or was that including this, the parliamentary secretaries?
1: Is this trivia time with
0: Deirdre? It is. Okay, so there were, I, I believe it's 20, 26 with the parliamentary secretaries. Um, no, that makes it 29. So that's, that's half of the caucus. Within yeah. four years, and I'm certain that Jason Kenney was planning to play his cards right, you should be able to make every single MLA a cabinet minister. If you rotate every four or every year. Well,
1: the, the, the first assumption is, is that you have a certain level of incompetence within your caucus and your you cabinet. That, well, you, certain you level of it. competence <laughs> doesn't matter. <That's laughs> How, however you want to set your scale up, it's going to be, but you know, if you're going to cycle everybody through this, this isn't kindergarten, this isn't preschool T-ball.
0: Everybody gets to play.
1: Yeah. Everybody gets a turn. Everybody, no, this isn't, that's not how, that's not how government works. Mm, No, no, it's not
0: how government should work. I'm just saying. (laughs) They have enough cabinet ministers, they can do it.
1: uh, I still don't think, there's, there's certain people that are there to warm seats and that's just it. Mm. Um, And what, what I saw and this, I think, I think we still have a bit of a civil war going on quietly within the UCP because it's not even quiet. Not as quiet anymore, <laughs> but when we were talking about this, and I started doing the research. I started taking a look at, okay, Drew's not at the cabinet table. Mm-hmm. Okay. Drew, Drew can be, you know, some have math problems and has some issues locally and stuff like that. Okay. But Drew endorsed, I'll make sure I'm going to double check this here. While I'm, um, so he ran against Brian Jean for the leadership of the Wild Rose pre-2015.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he endorsed Jason Kenney. Okay. So, for the UCP leadership. So, Drew should have been on Team Kenny, but he wasn't. But when I started looking at who was previously Wild Rose and who's not at the cabinet table, it's actually quite surprising. So, so the easy ones to pick out are the Nixon brothers. One was formerly a uh, Wild Rose MLA. One was formerly the Wild Rose Executive Director.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're on Team Kenny. Nathan oh. Cooper is on Team Kenny. Yeah. He's the Speaker of the House. He wouldn't have got that an appointment if he wasn't on Team Kenny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you start going through some of the others, like Todd Lowen, elected in 2015 20, 20, uh, as a uh, Wild Rose MLA, yeah. endorsed Brian Jean for the UCP leadership not a cabinet. Ron Orr, same thing. Like 2015 endorsed Brian Jean. There was actually a movement. And I heard about this through my contacts when I was playing with the Alberta party was there was actually a movement to try and replace Ron Orr as the nominee for the UCP. Oh. So, but he's not at the cabinet table. I mean, it could also be because he sees that marijuana is a gateway drug to communism. Um, that might also <laughs> be part of it, but I digress. Um one of the uh, Ron Orr was another, um uh Glenn Glenn Van uh Dyken. I mm-hmm. might be mispronouncing it again, again, elected 2015, endorsed Brian Jean, not at the cabinet table.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Tanne Yao, twenty fifteen. Across the board across the freaking river from Brian Jean, endorsed Brian Jean, not at the cabinet table. Mm-hmm. All of them elected as Wild Rosers. No influence whatsoever. And with with a number of them being targeted by the Kenny team.
0: Yeah. Now, but look at some of the ones that did also make it in. Prasad Panda and yeah. Leela here.
1: So Prasad Prasad took a road trip with uh, uh, Kenny, to Jason India. Kenny to India. <laughs> so I would say Prasad's on Prasad knows where his bread's buttered. I mean, Prasad, you know, the back history is Prasad ran unsuccessfully twice as a Wild Rose. Uh, MLA in a different riding than um, uh, where he lives and then moved over to when the by-election became an opportunity so that was actually his third run so he's he's one of those guys that I would put in the category of just wants to be an MLA
0: (laughs) well we have those two Angela Pitt she was one that people thought would end up with a cabinet role but she also uh
1: Deputy deputy speaker Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I I we have a mutual contact in Airdrie who loves to point out all of Angela's shortfalling. And I would and because <laughs> of those things, I would say that Angela likes being an MLA more than anything else. So
0: Ah, okay. Layla Goodrich. Brian Jean helped get her elected.
1: Yeah, the the inside ball skinny that I heard through all that was that there was actually that's where one of the tiffs. Was that uh, this is Brian Jean's old writing and Layla was not the Jason Kenny um, favorite, favorite candidate. It was a it was a lady out of Lacklabish was actually the favorite candidate, but somebody somebody knows how to play hometown ball exceptionally well. And and I mean Layla worked for Brian, so yeah. it's there's a definite connection there. I mean she's now got a parliamentary secretary role, but and. Would she cross? Would they even approach her to cross? Because as much as I've rhymed off that entire list of ex-Wild Rosers, they're also old white guys. They're they're not going to be sitting there going, do you know what we need? We need some demographic diversity. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a crew of people who embrace that.
0: No, but they didn't have it really before. No. Wild Rose was not a particularly diverse group of... uh... MLAs no <laughs> it's no, it's but, why everyone said that Jason Kenney had to keep uh, Leela here and Angela Pitt because they were the only women he had at the time yeah all oh, well, then
1: welcome to having kids at home right week, week 12
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's not even summer yet um yeah so like, there were there were rumors around it at the time that Jason Kenney might not have wanted to keep Leela and Angela, but they were the only women coming into the caucus. So he had to. That will not well, be the case next year.
1: Well, I mean, that obviously. Um, but, I mean, it was also, you know, a part of the reason why Derek Felderbrand had his snit and walked away was that, you know... Jason backed Leela over him. Yeah. And, you know, you know, that was one of those things where, you know, I think Derek believed that he had the inside track, mainly because I think part of his job was to uh, help bring the Wild Rosers over. Mm-hmm. So I think he felt 100%. he had an inside track to the uh to the Kenny team because of that. And whether a couple of minor lawsuits and a uh and B rental uh location Tainted those things. I can't like. I can't see that being enough because when you take a look at uh, Jason Nixon's track record, you know it's just as egregious. So you know, obviously there's there something else that hasn't been talked about going on. But you know, Kenny Kenny's a shrewd operator, so he knew that it's like I don't need one more white guy. I need Leela Hare
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when we were talking about you know why someone would potentially. Uh, across the floor this is this is a party that just based on you know my conversations that I've had with Derek in the past um, Peter downey, I have not had many questions with or many conversations with him, but i have but I have an idea that that Derek and Peter agree on a fair amount of things and because the Wexit movement was following Peter Downing, um, because what I know about Derek, I can see the Wild Rose Independence Party of Alberta being able to attract people to run for them. Because they'll be able to attract people to possibly run, that already puts them in Uh, puts them ahead of potent of other potential parties. They will be having a leadership race this year. I believe it's this year, maybe next year. Who cares? Who cares? Anyways, there will be a leadership race Uh, that actually, you know, might be something that uh, Drew Barnes is considering as well.
1: Well, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, Drew ran for the leadership of the, um, of the wild rose Mm -hmm. pre 2015. So, that's um that's not outside of a scope no and uh, i mean they're going to be out courting guys like brian gene to come back
0: mm-hmm.
1: because brian's kind of sitting on the outside and brian brian made a couple of separatist type statements back in the day um like 2018 um so <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily out of the realm of impossibility that you would see in much that the 2014 leadership race rear again in the, uh, in the 2021 for WIPA is that you see Drew Barnes and uh, Brian Jean, mm-hmm. but in That's- the meantime, they they could still have six or seven MLA sitting um,
0: in, in the, in the back right corner. Um, yeah. And I think it would be, I think it would be fairly easy because again, these, Particular individuals who were elected under the Wild Rose banner, um, none of them are really being utilized. And, and no, sorry, not none of them. The majority of them are not being utilized. And, well, and it either just depends on the why they're, they're there.
1: They're not being utilized or they're being unutilized.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: With the exception of uh, Jason Nixon, none of those former MLAs have got a cabinet role.
0: Right. Well, and Leela.
1: Well, yeah, actually, thank you. Yes. Oh, yeah, Leila.
0: Well, okay, so Leela, Nathan. That's actually,
1: yeah, and Jason. Jason, yep. Yeah.
0: yeah, and so there's, I mean, that. that is, I guess that's a risk. It wasn't a risk when Jason Kenney put Cabinet together, but I think it's going to become a risk over the next year.
1: Well, and, and I mean, even to... Pile on to your point is that you know, WIPA could put a slate together. I would say absolutely. You got the Alberta Independence Party who managed to get 60 people to run for them before they even formed a party. That's how they formed the party. (laughs) So, could the could the could WIPA get absolutely because there's there's that threshold of people who won't put their name like there'll be a ton of people you'll you'll find 87. Um, separatists who will be willing to put their name on. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Um, It's the people who would hold off until they say, oh, wait, they've got seven MLAs. They've now got Brian Jean leading or Drew Barnes leading. There's a bit of notoriety. They're getting questions in the legislature once it sits again. They're stirring up the pot. I could get elected as a new Wild Roser. Mm Mm-hmm. And and so all of a sudden you might start seeing some more heavyweights come in, you know. I'm thinking like Tabor Warner, like even though we mentioned, didn't mention Grant Hunter. Grant Hunter endorsed um, Jason Nix or Jason Kenny. Mm. Um, does Tabor Warner suddenly come up? Yeah. Does Carson and uh suddenly come up?
0: Because there was who was the former? Oh. Don, uh, who was down there?
1: Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't. Why, um, I know, Donovan, right? Ian, Ian, Donovan.
0: There we go. Ian Donovan. Uh, yeah.
1: So is this something that Ian Donovan all of a sudden hops back into? I he ran as an independent in 2019 just to prove a point. Mm-hmm. He might not run in 2023, but but he, he might, might help. be
0: willing to organize. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so writings that you didn't traditionally think that would be there'd be no way in hell the UCP would lose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All of a sudden, this is the exact same recipe that while Rose ran to take down the PCs was, we, we're not going after the entire province. We'll run the entire province, but it's going to be that Southern belt. And it'll be interesting because it'll be the Fiscals versus the Socons. Mm-hmm. We're down that neck of the woods. <laughs> they were tied together.
0: Yeah, and so. and it's really it's really going to depend on what happens over this next year.
1: Mm -hmm. Which of course, then I was like, well, if, if they, if you, if you watched seven former wild rosers cross the floor. Into the
0: new wild rose party.
1: And, and create their own little playground. Would the others go? And I'm like, you know, I, I can solely see where, you know, like Drew and um uh Dave Hansen up in uh Laclabish area. Uh, the St. two Paul, hills type thing. Hills? Yeah, whatever it's called. Um uh Bonneville called like Saint Paul, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh I can see him going, I can see Todd, uh Lewin going, I could see a number of them all crossing over. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if they don't get reelected, they've been they've been in for you know 8 years well by that point it'll be closer to 15 um yeah. you know some of them some of them it's 10 plus so you know they get reelected who cares um but, but at that point rebuild de-
0: the wild rose party yeah. that's that's you know
1: yeah and and that caucus could grow to 20 seats much like it did this time around they might be able to grab a couple of calgary seats they might be able to grab um central i i mean you wouldn't lose um Nixon, Nixon wouldn't lose um, Her, yeah. control of his type thing, but you know, would Leela lose hers? Maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Start putting pressure on.
1: Yeah. Which then here's here's the question: is that if you see all this percolating, if you're Leela Hair and you see all this percolating, is that the time that you decide to crop? Okay. I say you get the hell out of Dodge. If oh, you I see your if you see you're yeah. not going to get reelected, because you, that's
0: that's where the pressure comes from, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. If, if you're there to make a difference, like she's sitting at the cabinet table. She has influence. I don't know how much. I don't believe that unless you're inside the, the, the inner cabal of Jason Kenney's team mm-hmm. that you have influence, whether you have a title or not. Right. I could be totally wrong, but this crew really strikes me of we won, you didn't. Oh yeah. We, have, we get to play with all the chips. There is no let's bring the team back together type stuff. No. Which is why I'm like looking at all these wild roses sitting. It's like, you guys backed the wrong horse and they're making you pay for it. Yeah. Like you should have known better. Jason was coming to town and you should all, but you backed the wrong horse. And now for the next four years, you're going to suffer until we can get somebody to replace you. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's what this crew in Edmonton do. That's what they feel like. Like they're fighting with doctors right now. This is the same strategy they're taking to the doctors. It's screw you. We'll win in the end. It doesn't matter. And it's, that's how they approach it all. They approach like, go talk to Sandra Jensen about how competitive they are. Go talk to Donna Kennedy-Glantz. There is a our way or the highway and they will right. run you over. And so all these guys who have gone along to get along might not be that keen at it. And some of these folks aren't necessarily Wild Rose 2.0 people either. So where do mm-hmm. they go? Because they if they're not comfortable in the UCP and they see people jump and ship, well. where do they jump?
0: Okay, that's actually more exciting. But <laughs> because that gives like a potential for other things to happen. But let's go back to 2014. When those Wild Rosers crossed the floor to the PC party, not one of them was reelected.
1: Most Bruce McAllister was of them...
0: the one who came the closest.
1: Yeah, Bruce didn't win. Uh, Blake didn't win. Yeah, no, I don't... Like, Danielle Smith didn't even get her nomination. There was a lot of them were punished for... I'd have to go digging into that, but...
0: Uh, I don't think any of them were reelected. And, and like I said, Bruce McAllister came the closest to actually managing to be reelected. Right. Uh, Jason Hale was the other one, because that was Strathmore Brooks. Right. Um, Carrie Towell. Also, so a I lot. Of, she ran in fifty. Uh, oh, you may be right. Uh, yeah, she may have stepped down. The writing was on the wall for her riding, though, too. Yep. Um, the so the so the ones that when those MLAs crossed, everyone thought that that was going to be the end of the Wild Rose Party. It was the volunteers that made. I, or that made everything happen. Yep. And there are a lot of former Wild Rose volunteers who thought that they could trust Jason Kenny. <laughs> it's hard to say it with a straight face. Um, they thought that they were actually going to be equals, right? It, it's become very clear they are not.
1: Well, Jason used the Wild Rose language like was going to bring back a level of competence and integrity and the like to Edmonton. And it wasn't just to get rid of the NDP, but to get rid of the the stink of the PCs. Um, he was going to bring back, you know, true conservative values, however you want to use whatever language was. He He appealed to the Wild Rose base. And I mean, I know from my, again, my days, like Highwood, they they were really upset when Danielle crossed the floor because they, I know the volunteers there. I still uh, talk with uh, a couple of them. Um, They, they were really, really personally hurt when Danielle crossed the floor. Yes. Because these are people who had put in time and energy before 2012, got her elected in 2012, had been doing everything since then. And then all of a sudden in 2014, that December night in 2014 or whatever it was, they cross the floor and it's like, we, we had done all this work to get you reelected in 2015. They weren't crossing with her. And so they, you know, they picked uh, Wayne Anderson, uh, who was a board member at the time. Um, I think that, well, they might've had a race, but I mean, board, uh, Wayne was on the board. Um, Wayne was on the board with me
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, he won the nomination and then he won the riding because right. it was the wild rose volunteers who took that across the line. Mm-hmm. And that was something we talked about. And even in the 2012 election was that we, we didn't think the PC volunteer base was as deep because they just didn't seem to be campaigning to the same level that we were. And here we were in, you know, Okotoks and Hype river. They weren't, it wasn't Calgary. It wasn't Edmonton. It was, it was small city, small town, Alberta we had a guy who was going from farm to farm to farm. Now, you know, the the running joke is never be a politician going to a farm. You might get shot. He knew all the farmers, right? Like he was door knocking farms. I've never seen or heard of that before or after that somebody was actually out door knocking farms, but one, we had one volunteer who took that on and did those things. And so this is, I think this is the risk that Jason runs is that, you know, he's going to lose a chunk of these people. And when they start like, when it trickles, it's going to go because all those things that they talk about behind the scenes and all those things that people believe might have been happening and the kamikaze and everything else mm-hmm. will come out
0: That's right. because
1: there will be no loyalty to the brand anymore.
0: No, and there, the brand hasn't been around long enough for anybody to have you know, become loyal to it. And that was, I mean, that was kind of the, oh, do I want to call it amazing? Uh, that was the inspiring thing about Wild Rose Volunteers is that, I mean, they rallied a party that should not have managed to gain more seats in 2014. Yep. And, yep. and it was, it was, it was the, the comeback story. It was the, the, underdog. Yeah, no.
1: yeah, the, the PCs shouldn't have been sitting in third place. No, no, those PCs got elected because of personal brand, not because of the party brand.
0: Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah
1: which I wouldn't go as far to say cult of personality type stuff but i mean when you take a look at um, the people that got elected um, the the Rick McIvers the uh, Sandra Janssons, they got elected because of the memmy bullers they got elected because of who they were not because of who they were running for right where where the the wild rosers who knows what 20 some of them 22 of them or something ended up getting elected in 2015 mm-hmm. most of them got elected because they it was the screw you brand like this yep. is where the conservatives went to say, we're done. Um, they were upset with the PC crossing. There was people in the PC camp that were upset with the PC crossing. That's true. So <laughs> that was everything that the, that was everything that people hate about politics Because all of this got oh, yeah. decided behind the scenes. And then all of a sudden, you know, up and go. And you know, whether you agree to the politics or not. And I mean, really one guy summed it up best. It was like, we couldn't distinguish between ourselves and the Prentice Conservatives, mm-hmm. so the, the the rationale was we left because there was no, there was no conservatism that we saw in the PCs anymore, and now all of a sudden it's back. Right. So what what are we opposing? And that was part of the rationale for going back to the PCs, but but that was not well explained.
0: And the Rose especially, it was the backroom politics they hated, like them very specifically.
1: Yeah. They've been the outsiders, and I mean, I can speak to the guy who's pretty much done outside politics for almost thirty years now. It's not fun. You don't like being left outside of those decisions. Mm -hmm. You wish more of those would be transparent. At minimum, you wish you were there helping make those decisions.
0: (laughs) At least in the room.
1: Yeah, but but I mean, you know, stop treating me like a child. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what they did to all their volunteers. You know, the Daniel Smiths of the world at that point should have gone back to the volunteer base and said. This is what I'm doing. But all yeah. of a sudden it was uh, middle of the night, but nine of us are crossing back to the PCs. Well, it's smacks of opportunism when you're leaving the opposition ranks and you're the leader of the official opposition to go join the government. Yeah. That, like, like when, when you have people step away from government roles, like, like we're talking about here in the early leaving government is a big risk. Yeah. Joining government.
0: Not so much. <laughs> Yeah, Sandra Jansen took a huge amount of flack yep. for moving to the NDP, and so many of the detractors did not care that the UCP had become, or sorry, was, or the PC party, hmm. uh, the, yeah, she becoming the such PC a toxic environment. Yeah. yeah, very few people would would consider that a, a good reason.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, but yeah, that's. That was the thing. It was all opportunism. But exactly, it it seems like a more noble act if you're moving from government away.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you take a look at both Rick Frazier and Richard Starkey also left the PC caucus, Mm -hmm. but they didn't cross to the government. They both sat as independents. Rick Frazier eventually joined the Alberta party and Richard Starkey just took a long walk in the snow, refusing to even give up the name PC, even when the PCs were, yeah. <laughs> they didn't get hammered to the same level Sandra Jansen did. Now, part of it is, is that Sandra Cross the NDP, that was hammer worthy, but there was also who was swinging the hammer. And there was a bunch of misogynistic assholes in the UCP who were doing that when she was running for leadership of that party against Jason so they the moving to the government just amplified their need to be jackasses
0: yeah no i I would also agree with that so do you see this as a real possibility um i refuse to ask you to rate it but do you see it as a real possibility (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah is this something that is going to happen is this something that jason kenney could still stave off could still keep from happening because i think it's a fantastic venue for particularly individuals who are now yeah on the outside of the inside of caucus
1: i i would have said three months ago no chance in hell Hmm. this pandemic is causing people to do different things like had we not had covid and Shandra decided to go to war with the doctors, that would have been applauded by conservatives. Mm. But we're in a pandemic and and rural communities are hurting and doctors are leaving. Rural communities. Rural communities. are, uh, And so that, I mean, I wrote the editorial, what would it take for these guys to stop voting UCP? Maybe the doctors was the final. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe this is actually, but they're not going NDP. Rural community is never going to vote NDP. I'm sure some people are going to go, hey Mark, but they held peace River, Notley, and and uh, Lock, Lock, Saint Anne, but like that's nice. Not going, never there again. Um, it's the they aren't going to go to another, you know, left wing, super progressive party. Right. Some of the northern ones may consider a centrist party. They. It, there seems to be a divide, and I talked to guys that used to be in the former PCs, they talk about that line that runs somewhere around Lacombe, that northern farmers, a little more progressive, southern farmers, not so much. So, you know, it, are we in a situation where, you know, a centrist-esque type party could take a few rural ridings north of Lacombe and a spot in Edmonton and a spot in Calgary? Maybe. Uh, could a new wild rose party grab a bunch of the south and a chunk of calgary probably does the ucp still have opportunity yeah but um i, th- I think this is where they're going to have to figure out what the new level of conservatism is like i think it's going to come i think that question is going to come back and roost in alberta more than anywhere else because this is the home of conservatism for alberta yeah. or for yeah. canada and it can't be 1940s conservatism
0: Hmm, it can in the South. Um, that's, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's but kind of
1: but who, too- who wins that one? Is it, is, it, is it the SOCONs, you know, with their the social cred? Let's bring that era of Alberta back. Do they win the seats? And because most of them are staying with the UCP at this point, or because, I mean, there's guys like, you know, I wouldn't even mention like Mark Smith, who got elected as Wild Rose. Mm-hmm. He's clearly in Team Kenny because Kenny stood on uh, Adler and defended him. Yes. So, so I mean, that seat, could the Wild Rose 2.0 win that seat out from the UCP? Maybe.
0: Hmm. That is a good distinction because because the Wild Rose used to be, they were on the right of the PCs. Oh, yeah. See, it's unfortunate because of the whole independence part of it. I think that will hold people back. I mean, even, even in Strathmore, when the Councillor here brought... The Alberta First Resolution. Right. There were there was a lot of pushback, and that was shocking to me because I live here, and uh, I heard people talking. But you know, it. I was kind of shocked at how much pushback they received. So, um, like I, as much as I think that people would love to see a resurgence of the Wild Rose, this is definitely going to have more of an independence focus than what Wild Rose did. But it might be, like you said, like actually putting through some of those things that came up with the fair deal panel. We want our own pension. We want to collect our own taxes. We We don't care that it's going to cost millions for us to do that. We're okay with that because then we get to write a check to the government of Canada.
1: Yeah, and (laughs) I mean, when, when we were hypothetically you know, sending these billions of dollars to Ottawa every year, which we don't, um, that was more of an argument that we could have put forward. And I think at this point, when you talk about, it's like, well, we send all this money to Ottawa. Well, you did when oil prices were high. Well, we want to control our pensions. Oh, you mean like AIMCO? Like that—that's not working too well either. Like, you know, you want your own police force. That one actually might get some traction here because you just cut, transferred all the freaking costs of uh, community policing to rural communities anyway. So yes. who gives who gives a shit? It says RCMP or APP on the uh, on the shoulder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you know they—they've got that kind of thing running for them, but they're gonna have to nuance what independences and then they're gonna have to make sure that everybody's in line that's not you know Alberta or death type things it's gotta it, they're gonna have to say you know we want Quebec level sovereignty not segregation we are not putting afford a vote to become the 51st state of you know, the United States which they won't like if Biden wins anyway um,
0: <laughs> Well yeah but you're right it's it's really going to depend on how this party, kind of puts itself out there, how they're going to brand themselves. Um, But I think there's, I think there's an appetite for it. I mean, we saw that with uh, one of the former founders of the wild rose party to begin with. She's the one that put the Alberta advantage party together.
1: Oh, um, Jane Morgan. Uh,
0: Um, Nope. She did run for the, she did run for the party as well in Edmonton.
1: Oh, that, that, the, the revival maryland whatever her name is
0: yes maryland yeah, sorry
1: the the original original uh Upper alliance was yeah. the morgans and that's <laughs> cory morgan who has been very vocal that he's done with the ucp that's right i'll give cory props he was there before derek was so yeah the the morgans the morgans were in the very early days of the the wild rose and the alliance and the merger and stuff like that so um i would i would be paying attention to which way the winds are blowing with them because if they're off team UCP, mm-hmm. then it's not just them. They're just some of the more vocal ones. You're going to start seeing the dominoes. Yep. Cause I mean, again, this is <clears throat> like, we talked about like, um, you know, how does, how does crazy always connect? And we're like, well now there's Facebook and stuff like that. Th- these are guys had no problem picking up the phone and working their networks there. They now can just go set up a Facebook group and mm-hmm. their reach is that much more profound and rural communities uh you know generally older populations they're going to use a lot, utilize these things and these are the same guys who actually went out and slept for Jason Kenny I know I got the emails from them like right. hey you know Jason and his blue truck tour coming to High River why don't you come down to same pub that we did a bunch of fundraising for Danielle in
0: mm-hmm.
1: why don't you come down and meet Jason but I was I was part of that mail thread so right um those mail threads can have the subject line change very quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely much more of a, uh, much more of a threat and it could be pandemic related. It could be, you know, that, that Jason Kenny really just wanted a, a PC party where the Walrose didn't exist. And that's what the UCP was. That's what he created.
1: I think if we're going to talk about what Jason's motivations are, that's a completely different podcast. So.
0: <laughs> For sure. For sure. But no, I think, it's, I think it's, much more, it's a much more likely possibility than it was, like you said, pre-pandemic, because that's yeah. changed a lot of things.
1: Three months ago, three months ago, I didn't see anything that indicated that there was anything wrong in the house of UCP.
0: Well, and they've been very quiet. We'll see, we'll see if the uh, inboxes start piping up again. That'll be, that'll be my indication, because everything stopped after the UCP was elected right messages stopped coming
1: well i think there was a number of people were in a wait and see mode that's true because they won and we talked about this in the last podcast winning does have its advantages and Mm -hmm. so kenny kenny wanted to bring the team together he brought the team together kenny wanted to be premier he became premier all the things that he said he was going to do he did yeah now the question is is there's a bunch of people going okay well these are other things you said you do now are you doing them Mm -hmm. Or these are things you said you weren't doing, going to do, but you're doing those. And this smacks of, you know, days of yesteryear. And that's not the type of politics they want to run. Like they want conservative politics in Alberta. They don't want corrupt conservative politics in Alberta.
0: As soon as the UCP was formed, they started ousting some of the Wild Rose insiders. Before the election... It seemed like it was okay because everyone was willing to plug their nose and uh, support it to get rid of the NDP. That is not the issue in the next election.
1: Well, and it's, it's like you said, it's dominoes. And who knows what the next set of dominoes are? I mean, like you got a guy like Jeff Calloway, who was a wild roser, who was on team Kenny, who, you know, there isn't anybody out there that if you believe, you know, they don't even need a whole lot of tinfoil on that one to believe that Kenny and uh, Calloway were in cahoots to some degree. I mean, Matt Wolfe was sending Calloway notes. <laughs> At some point, does, do some of those loyal soldiers go, you know what? Screw you. Mm-hmm. Here are the other emails you didn't know about.
0: Oh, it just depends on whether or not, whether or not Matt Wolf has uh, the maps to where the bodies are buried.
1: Well, no, I don't. I don't see it being Matt Wolf being it. I see. I see. It's all the others that the.
0: Oh no! I just mean, what's Matt Wolf going to be holding over their heads to make sure that they aren't going?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Because <laughs> that happens too. I think it's going to be an interesting next couple of years politically. Which is actually, I feel really good about being in that position because for the last two months, it it sort of felt like after the federal leadership race that there wasn't going to be any political meanderings to go on here other than complaining about what, you know, the UCP was doing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you and I, you and I both made a commitment. It's like, we'll chastise them for what they're doing wrong. Not
0: just, not
1: yeah, like yeah. part of partisan, but not, I mean, like, am I a UCP fan? Nope, but I'm not going, I'm not going to spend my time railing on them just because they're ucp
0: i know but that's why we need something else to be happening in the province that we can talk about that too
1: (laughs) what we need is the ucp to melt down so we don't talk about how bad the ucp
0: (laughs) right yes we just need a full complete political meltdown (laughs) it's not asking for much yeah it is speculation i think it's possible i got nothing
1: i don't know i i think i need to see a few more tea leaves kind of floating that way Mm -hmm. i think i think that i think it's it's fun to speculate on these things and pull a big a what if blah 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 but um i need to see i need to see more cracks in the armor at this point drew barnes is showing some of the cracks but i don't see it being enough at this point Hmm. i need to see a few more
0: and i look forward to it All right. So we still have coming up on Saturday our lockdown happy hour that we do live on Facebook at 3 p.m. We are doing this week mountain, with
1: Mountain Time for those who are listening from Alberta. <laughs> uh,
0: we've got Donald O'Bearn and Kristen Rayworth, both of them from Edmonton.
1: North versus South, except I'm still a Riders fan, so who cares?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still weirded out by that. But anyway, no okay. stamps go. all right we will talk to you again next week sounds good bye mark bye thank you for joining us for another episode of political rnd don't forget to give us a rating on itunes and google play and please consider subscribing on patreon for early access to episodes and more at political (laughs) rnd